Welcome to the Sunday edition of the Progress with Unity podcast, and this is the Wimbledon Reaction Lincoln City preview. And it's the dynamic duo this afternoon. It's myself, Harry <laughs> Worthington, and Adam Convery. How are you doing, Adam? Hello. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Barry. How are you? I'm all right. Have you recovered from your long trip down to Wimbledon? I have recovered. It was... Um... It felt like it went on forever, but yeah, very much worth it in the end, as it as it usually is this season, given our away form. Oh, fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, and coming back with three points on, tucked in the back pocket, you can't be can't beat it. No. Exactly. Right, let's crack on. AFC Wimbledon nil, Wigan Athletic two, two goals second half. I thought we could have t- we was going to set the lead in the first half. It's a great chance with Tendai Zariqa pinged a ball in, and we're not sure if. Keno flicked in up, but good clearance <laughs> off the line from the defender. Never gave up, did he? Yeah, no. We started the game very well. Wimbledon did grow into it kind of midway through the first half. And I think the only thing they looked dangerous off was all set pieces. Uh, they, had a, they had a couple in good areas that, that you know, you can swing in and you don't know what's going to happen, but never really looked in doubt in the first half at least as well. No, we were solid. I thought we were very solid and created yeah. the better chances. And then five minutes into the second half, Kalambaye got on the end of a Lange Thunderbolt coming in across the, across the yeah. shirt box. Right in front He's, of you. Um, I, I, do, I do think the squad do it on purpose. They do they do love those scenes in the away end, just scoring in front of him. Look, look at Bolton. We, we scored three in front of, front of the away end. But Lange's got a bit of a, a knack of this crossing into cross-slash-finish kind of uh, goal in him now, hasn't he, with Bolton and, and now the one, the one yesterday. So... Yeah, it, it was one of those where I think had the defender not touched it, we'd, we'd have scored. I think there was someone at the back post waiting for it. So um, it was harsh on the defender. He, he had to he had to throw a leg at it. And obviously it went went in the back of the net and we're delighted, uh, delighted behind the goal. Yeah, scenes, there were scenes. And what I noticed was all the people running from uh, from the bar area. Oh, they yeah. I know the well, game we're going on. What was happening there? Well, you know what, you know what, Wiganers are like. They, they, they won't waste a pint. Uh, so yeah, I think I've, I've heard stories that there were people who missed both goals. <laughs> they, they ran back out for the first goal, ran back in to finish the pint, and then we scored again while they were there. Yeah, so, and yeah. that that was a cracking strike. Two Saturdays on the trot there from Jimmy McLean. Unbelievable. It's yeah. just it, it, it's championship quality stuff, and you can just tell it. It was he, he sent the defender for a hot dog, um, and the finish was absolutely superb. Just a, just a fantastic set of goals, and it it, it was that point that that we just killed moment, any momentum that Wimbledon had at that point. And I think we've we've got something I've noticed: we're very good at this game management now, and seeing games out. And we just made the game scrappy for Wimbledon. In in fact, we could have scored three or four, to be honest. I was going to mention that. I mean, McLean had a great chance just before he scored, uh, which was yep. off the line, and that was a good pull backwards. It was it Lang again who pulled pulled the yeah, ball back. Langy was absolutely superb yesterday in terms of on that channel, creating creating problems for the fullback. And he's he's done that a lot this season. You know, he's he's really come on leaps and bounds, Callum Lang, I think. Obviously, he was he played a different part last season, didn't he? He was kind of the, more of the focal point in our in who who got the goals. But this season, in terms of creation and and causing problems running the defense, he's been absolutely superb. I don't like doing this at all, but Will Keane. What on earth? What on earth was that at the back? <laughs> I bet he takes some stick this week in training. Wow, yeah, well, um, I think we'd have been, been a bit more annoyed had that been a pivotal moment in the game. But I think, you know, he'd uh, maybe took his eye off the ball a little bit, uh, literally. He's uh, he's not missed many loads of season. He's been quite clinical, hasn't he? So he'll, uh, 
he'll be disappointed with that one and not get on the score sheet. I think he'd have been better off shinning it. You know, if he'd have let it shin. <laughs> just falling on the ball, just falling yeah. on it. Yeah. Chucking yeah. it up at it, probably gone in. Um, yeah, he'd uh, nine times out of ten, you'd expect him to finish that. But again, we, it was just, it was a, such a great team move, that one as well. And honestly, that, that front four now, now the clicking and, you know, building combinations and partnerships, it's, it's looking very dangerous for anyone. Yeah, it is indeed. Just to mention the referee, no, I'm not going to crucify him this week, uh, Ollie Yates, but one thing that did puzzle me, and maybe you had a good view of this from where you were in uh, back of the goals, James McLean's booking. I think they just counter-attacked. I think it came from a throw from their keeper. He, he lobbed it into their half on the counter, and, and we won it back brilliantly. And honestly, I can't... To be honest, everyone behind the goal was laughing their heads off at that because it was the most blatant dive. It was it was Tom Daly-esque, as, as, as many many times said about, about footballers diving on the floor. But it was one of the most bizarre dives I've ever seen, but the ref completely fell for it. And in terms of the ref yesterday, I've seen more, obviously more criticism from the, the home fans, um, obviously coming off to the end of the of a defeat, quite often that fans, if they win the game, they can't kind of forget about the ref. But yeah, he, he was poor for both teams, I thought, yesterday. Just some bizarre decisions. Same with the linesman as well. But again, given some of the ref performances I've seen so far this season, he wasn't the worst. I'd agree, though. The stats for the game, possession 57% to us, 15 shots to Wimbledon 6. Fouls, we committed 11, they committed 12. And bookings, we had three bookings to the zero. So uh, I don't know why they could have complained about that then. I mean, um, no. You know, we've said it in the past with, with, with Wigan teams that we've not had enough bookings. I think I've seen a stat where we've got some of the, the highest amount of bookings in the league so far. And I think as much as it causes problems in terms of suspensions, it's good to see a team with some fight in them and making those fouls that we wouldn't otherwise have made in previous seasons, you know, t- stopping attacks in key moments. And I, I do like it. As long as we're not, we're not getting too many people uh, suspended, uh, it's not a stat that really bothers me too much. Yeah, I think if you go back a few years under Warren Joyce, oh, I've said it and it's Sunday. Oh, as well. yeah. yeah. Uh, we hardly picked any bookings up in a game and we, we went down without, without a fight. And that, yeah, you, you don't want to say it, The last thing you want to see. And yeah. Just, just a stat that, that's good the possession, I think. Um, one person I'd like to shout out who did receive some criticism midweek is Tom Bayliss in midfield. Uh, I thought on the ball, some of the switch passes that he did and just being comfortable in the ball, I thought, especially second half, was very good. Um, it was quite scrappy for start, but second half, he, he was a big part of us dominating the ball and seeing the game out. So I've got to, got to tip my off to him, who must be difficult for him. Obviously not. Last, If you look at the last couple of years since he moved to Preston, he's hardly played, played football. And again, this season, Tuesday night, he came out of nowhere, didn't he? He just appeared on the team sheet. So you, we, we do have to give him some time. I'm guilty of maybe uh, uh, writing him off sooner than sooner than he deserves. And again, it, more performances like yesterday, and he'll he'll be a good a good replacement for Cousins. Yeah, I, I wrote performances down, and I, I've got uh, three three names: Naylor, Watmore, and Bayless, who I thought were were all outstanding. And the forward line thought the fa- forward line was fantastic. Uh, which brings us around to the Progress with Unity podcast listeners, Man of the Match winner, as voted for by our listeners on both Twitter and on Facebook. And this week, it is none other than uh, Wigan Athletic number nine, Charlie White. And, and to, you know, to 
think he didn't score a goal. Uh, centre forward, he's the goal machine, and he's still picking up man of the match. I thought uh, a good shift. Yeah, very good shift. Um, he, did, he just does everything a centre forward you want a centre forward to do. I think he's the reason. If you look at the, the, the statistics for our front four, I think he's scored the fewest goals out of the four of them, or at least joint joint fewest. And again, he's a massive part. Just look at the build-up to the goals. Again, McLean's yesterday, I think it involves Charlie White bringing the ball down, tapping it back to Lang. It's just the hold-up play in there. The, I think the, the biggest thing I've noticed is when we're under a bit of pressure, we get that ball to him and he's very good at bringing it down, keeping the ball, letting the team get on the pitch. And again, he, I think he deserves deserves a man of the match, as, as would have a few others of players yesterday. And, and before we leave uh, AFC Wimbledon, obviously a, a brand new ground for us to visit, Play Lane, and a new feature that we've had on uh, on the prog- on, on the po- podcast for the past couple of weeks is Toilet Talk. Pendlebury isn't here, so we can't have his expert opinion. Yeah. But did you visit the Kaze while you was there yesterday, Adam? I did. Um, I do have feedback directly from old Adam, and he was not impressed at all. I did have a visit in the first half, and the, the toilets on our side were actually shut because they were overflowing, apparently. So the stewards were stopping people going in them. Uh, so they were written off. So that wasn't a good start at all. So I had to watch the other side of the uh, the concourse just to just to go to the toilet. So not impressed. Pendles was not impressed at all. Um, obviously, he was expected to be on the podcast and he was, yeah, if, if he was on it, he would not be giving good feedback. So despite it being a new ground, as much as it's great to see Wimbledon back at back at home, really, I wasn't overly impressed in 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 summary of the the, the ground experience. There's one turnstile open before the game, uh, nearly missed kickoff, uh, as did probably a lot of people missed kickoff. Um, so yeah, probably some early new ground teething problems that they need to sort, to say the least. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll move on. Something I'd like to bring up only briefly is is the issue with Radio Manchester. A lot of people uh, are now calling it Radio Bolton because Bolton Wonders are the commentary game every single week. You know, it's disappointing for Latics fans who perhaps can't, you know, can't make it the away games, and they can't afford to pay the, uh, you know, the fee for, to listen to it on the on Latics yeah. follow, and the Republic Service broadcaster, and you know, we all pay for that via our license fees. Surely, to goodness, they should spread that commentary around. We've got Rochdale, ourselves, Oldham Athletic and Salford City all in the EFL and none of us ever feature on, unless we play in Bolton. Yeah, I very much agree with that, Barry. Um, especially, I think, given the fact that Bolton yesterday were at home to Gillingham, Wigan are away at London and Salford, I think, were away at Forest Green. Yeah, and Oldham were away at well. and, and I think, obviously, with, with the... With Wish FM no longer being a thing and that, that free commentary that fans used to enjoy, you have to pay to listen to the game. Uh, obviously, last season, fans would have been used to being able to see the game as well, so it's even less enticing. To I very much agree. There is some definite issues there. I've, I think even even in the... I think they did a summary on Twitter yesterday in terms of, of each game, and I think the summary for, for Wigan's game was an own goal helps Wigan seal three points, which yeah. is not a summary of the match at all. Um, no. Obviously... Bolton's amazing comeback was uh, lauded at home to Steve Evans, Gillingham, who were struggling, struggling at the bottom of the league. So, uh, an interesting—it's definitely an interesting uh, approach that that Real Madrid Manchester taking. I think fans are very much right to 
having a grievance to, to how they yep. cover matches. And, and we have a, a great local BBC correspondent as well in Paul Riley, whose yeah. history of the club, you know, knows no bounds. He's fantastic. He's got he's a great linguist in his descriptiveness yep. of, of games. So I just don't understand it. But we'll not we'll not spend any time on it. I've, <laughs> I've sent him a, a tweet, which yeah. they've not responded They'll to. They'll be foolish to ignore you, Barry. Yeah, the, well, they uh, will. Yeah, they, fo- they used to phone me up after games until I give them a bit of stick about Bolton, uh, <laughs> the Bolton fan who was on. And uh, they've never rang me since. I don't know why. Surprise, surprise. We move on. Tuesday night. Oh, Tuesday nights at the DW. It isn't our thing, is it? <laughs> Tuesday no, it isn't. It isn't. Yeah, the last time we won on a Tuesday night was against Shrewsbury Town. I think it was either in uh, early April or late March last season. Right. And, and we won, won that with a wangy goal. But anyway, let's see if we can break our duck this week. Uh, so we've got Lincoln City in town. The referee for the game is Seb Stockbridge from Durham. The 37-year-old has been on the national list since the 2013-14 season. He's, he's refereed the Latics six times previously, so this is going to be his seventh game. And in all that time, we've only actually lost one game, and that was Fleetwood last season in the EFL Cup. So it's quite a, a lucky referee for us. So far this season, he has taken charge of 13 games. His last game was yesterday, Saturday, and he refereed at Vale Park. He's issued uh, 44 yellows this season, one red and one penalty award. And that's Seb Stockbridge, uh, who's the referee for Tuesday. Let's look at how, how we've... Uh gone on against Lincoln in the past. So we've played Lincoln 27 times, which is quite a lot. Um, we've won 14 of those, lost 11 and made two draws. Um, the first meeting, in fact, came back all the way back in 1979, which was a 2-1 win for Wigan at Springfield Park with just under 5,500 on that day. Uh, they did do the double over us in our administration season last season. I think it was 2-1 in both games as well. So... Um, they were a very strong team last season, um, so it'll be interesting to see how we get on against them on Tuesday. A friend of the podcast and making his at-trick appearance is mm-hmm. Jake Tong from Lincoln, and he's part of the Stacey West podcast team, and I've spoken to Jake this morning, and uh, let's have a listen to what he said. Yeah, so just a bit of introduction about myself. My name is Jake Tong. Um, I'm from the Stacey West podcast. We're doing the preview show over there. Uh, I'm a qualified football journalist, uh, which means I get paid to talk about football for a living, which isn't too bad, but uh, journalist, keen Lincoln City fan, um, EFL fan, um, yeah, happy to be doing these sorts of things, especially now we can go back to the games again. So in terms of our season meeting our expectations, I'd probably lean towards no. Beaten playoff finalists last year, uh, we had quite a few high hopes. Obviously, we were aiming to be in a division higher, which, which didn't work out, and which was fair play to Blackpool on the day. I thought they were better than us, but We've sort of missed a big chunk of this of the of the recruitment window. So we had three weeks after the season where other teams could focus on putting money into recruitment and stuff like that. And then the wage cap's gone, uh, which massively has altered us because you've got some big clubs in this league, you know, like yourself, Sheffield Wednesday, Sunderland, Pompey, Ipswich, who could just afford to pay better for for players, and, and which is fair enough. And uh, it sort of showed on the pitch we've sort of had to go towards our C and B options in terms of recruitment and it started to show a little bit. They're performing okay. Uh, I don't think we're in any danger of going down, but we're just the way I would describe Lincoln this season is consistently inconsistent. No clean sheets in, in 13 games, 14 games it might be. Playing very good football at times, like yesterday, 80 minutes at Hillsborough, best team on the day, 
couldn't get it over the line. We can't. We're, we're short on goal scoring options. So uh, our striker who scored the winner up at your place last year, he's out until the, uh, until the, the winter window. So we're, we're in a bit of trouble there. But we're doing okay. We're not we're not lighting any trees up. But I, I'm not worried about going down. But um, I'm just hoping we do what Blackpool did last year and have a slow start and and try and uh, and get up towards the top half sort of maybe Christmas time and then try and push on and, and maybe gate crash the top six. Just regards Michael Appleton, I think massively in favour at Lincoln City. Purely, he's got so much credit in the bank for what he did last year, I think. So much so he was rewarded with a, a, a new four-year contract back in February. Uh, I think that's probably just before we actually played you lot at, at Zinsel Bank. So, um, but yeah, so Appleton's silver man, he's, he's doing a few bits in the transfer window. Obviously, we're signing players from Clubs higher up in the in the pyramid and um, and being able to to make them our own and sell players on, which we've sort of done over the last year or so. Um, the style of football is brilliant. Um, you know, he, he says it will never be hard to beat, which is interesting because Lincoln under the Cowleys were very cautious and very defensive. Whereas Appleton, it seems to be all guns blazing, go out and score as many goals as you like, uh, which we're not all against. So, yeah, Appleton's definitely the right man. This year was always going to be tricky for the reasons I've mentioned, sort of at the top of the show with, with the wage cap and, and, and things like that. And last year, we just massively overachieved. But Appleton's still the man. I can still see Appleton sort of hopefully taking us up at some point in the next five years, whether that will be sooner or later, we don't know. But I think the, the board are happy with Appleton, the fans are happy with Appleton, and I think most importantly, Appleton is happy being at Lincoln and is settled. I think you sort of have to look at the loanies that we had last year uh, and see where they are, where they are now. Brennan Johnson is arguably Nottingham Forest, best player in the league above. Morgan Rogers is playing for AFC Bournemouth, who are by far the best team in the Championship. And you've got Alex Palmer, who's at West Brom, but is, is, is highly rated there. It was all that it all lined up for us last year to get promoted with having loanies and such as that, but it, it, it didn't really work out. And the loanies this year obviously going to step down. Um, uh, Timothy TJ Aoma, who we had uh, last year alone from the Spurs, he came in permanently, uh, which we're all excited about, but he's not quite hit the, the ground running like you know, when players come on loan, they do really well when they sign you permanently, and they're, they're not quite up to the same level. Uh, we've got Dan and Lundaloo from Southampton, I'm a massive Dan fan. He struggled to get into the team, really. Uh, big centre-forward, made a few appearances in the Premier League, not really tore any trees up, hadn't scored yet. The, the lonely that I'm most excited about, uh, Luis Fiorini from, came in from Man City. He was playing for Nack Breda in the Dutch second division last, last season. He's, uh, he's, as I say, he's come from Man City, so we've used the, the links that we got from Morgan Rogers last year. Uh, he's very good. He, he, can, he can hit them from outside the box. He's, he's from up your way, actually, so... Um, a bit like going home for him, but the loanies have been indifferent. We'll have to see how they get on, but um, not quite hitting the grades as, as Brennan and Morgan, which is t- to be understood, really. I think yesterday we, we were actually quite narrow uh, at Hillsborough. We um, we sort of, it looked like a 4 one 2 one 2 to me. Other people might disagree, but the thing is we have no real quality out wide. In terms of wingers, Hakeem Adelican is, is not a bad footballer for the level, but he's not hit the ground running. I'm sure he'll, he'd be happy to admit that. Anthony Scully, who who has, has been our probably our best player so far this year, just can't narrow down whether he's a striker, whether he's a winger. Um, but the idea is the same, get it on the floor, pass it around, play attacking football. Some of the balls that we put in the half spaces between the opposition fullback and defenders are brilliant. 
it's just the, the cross seems to be the issue. We've got no centre forward who knows where, where he needs to be in the box. So it's good football to watch. It's not hopeful like a lot of teams in this at this level. But yeah, obviously, I, I think coming to Wigan on Tuesday night, I think we'll probably be a bit more pragmatic. We'll probably try and um, do what Wimbledon did to us on Tuesday night last week and uh, sort of play a bit more reserved and, and hope we can hit you on the break. Um, based on our away record, we, we've, won, we've only won twice on the road this year so far. We had a pretty poor record away from home the year before last season. Um, and then last year, we were unbelievable away from home. You know, we even put, picked three points up from you lot um, after going behind. Uh, the issue is, once we go behind, we really struggle to get back into it. Um, so the first goal on Tuesday is going to be crucial. And you know, you look at your front line, you've got Will Keane, Charlie White, Callum Lang, James McLean, all players very capable of scoring goals. And the fact that we've not kept a clean sheet, you've scored in every game. Uh, as we sort of said before, recording, it's probably got me on written all over it. But if I'm being a realist, I'm probably going to go sort of down the 2-0 Wigan line. I think it's probably going to be a comfortable win up. And as I say, I can't really score a series scoring. So, yeah, I'm going to be optimistic and say a 2-0 defeat for, for Lincoln on Tuesday. Well, Jake, isn't that um, confidence that confidence about it. He's coming over. He's coming. He's driving over on Tuesday. Uh, he's coming with four friends. There's going to be five of them. And he isn't that confident. He thinks they're going to get uh, oh. tated 2-0 if they're lucky. Yeah, he hasn't seen how we're getting on on Tuesdays, has he? <laughs> yeah. Well, we did. We, we had a little bit of a laugh about that because obviously they've conceded in every game they've played so far. We've scored in every game, so it's got nil-nil yeah. written all it, over it. It has. That's, yeah, I hate stats like that. It's mm. just typical, isn't it? Football's like that. Oh, do the bookies see going, Adam? The bookies have Wigan favourites at seven to ten. A draw back to eleven to four, and Lincoln are the outsiders with at fifteen to four. So, um, yeah, the odd, the odds are in our favour, so to speak. It is expected given the fact that that Lincoln are, I think, lower lower mid table at the minute, um, and we're obviously pushing at the the upper echelons of the of the table. So, no surprise there with the bookies. Yeah, the fifteenth, and but they had a good result away at Sheffield Wednesday on on Saturday. Uh, with a one-all yeah, spot. That's a creditable result, isn't it, for a, it is, definitely. a team like that. They've lost a few players that they had on loan last season, uh, as Jake said, and they've recruited some more on loan, but he doesn't feel that they're as good as what they had last season, and that's why they're struggling. But do you know what? I think they've got a good, good manager in Michael Appleton, that's and nice. they're not by any means they're not out of the playoff spots, are they? And what they on sixteen? No, yeah, sixteen I, I, points. I don't think I don't think you can write anyone off at this point, even even looking at at Charlton, who are Charlton down there at 22nd, still, if, if you know, it only takes a run of a good 10 games and you're right up there. And it, it's that's the great stuff about League Two, League One, even the Championship. You're never, never out of it until, until later on in the season. And just looking at some of the Lincoln's results now away from home, they, they will beat Cambridge 5 1, which is a brilliant result. Burton, they beat 2 1 away. And obviously, again, a drawing away at Sheffield Wednesday on, on Saturday. They're definitely not a team to be underestimated, I don't think, on Tuesday. Um, I think they do have a similar problems to us at home. And they did lose to Wimbledon at home midweek last week. So they're, they look like a weird team who, who could definitely do some damage against us on, on Tuesday. So with that in mind, do you think team selection and your prediction for the game, please? Yeah, uh, team selection, I don't think you can look past it being the same team. We've, we've very much stuck with that kind of same team which is good getting getting those the relationships up. I think I'd like to keep Bayliss in there with with how we did on on Saturday. So I, I can't see Liam making any changes 
And if he does, it'll be maybe one change. Um, one thing I'd like to see is, is maybe give, give Stephen Humphreys a, a go from the start. I think um, if you look at the games we've played where we've, we've, we've rotated, especially the cup games, uh, Humphreys has probably been one of the few that can hold his head up high with how he's performed. Um, so maybe maybe rest in someone like Callum Lang, who's played a lot of games, even in the cup games he's, he's featured. So maybe just a, the one change for me if, if he was going to change anything. Goal prediction. So I am pessimistic on Tuesday, just just given that the home form on Tuesdays and, and us playing on Tuesday nights. But I have to be positive with how we're playing, and, and a good win to back to back up the weekend would be brilliant. So I'll go for two one Wigan uh, with the, with the team selection. One thing we know about Liam Richardson, he doesn't like changing his team, does he? he no, sticks, he doesn't. He sticks with it. So. Unless there's anybody picks any knocks up, I don't think it will change. I just think no, no, I agree with that. And and again, you look at the most successful teams, and they are teams that don't don't change much things. And mm-hmm. I think it's it's credit that we've got some good players to come in on in certain positions. But again, you could argue that no one's really stake stake to claim for the for a place in this team. We, we keep winning, and in those those cup games, I, I would like to see some of these fringe players making more of an impression in the in the chances they get, which they will they'll still get those chances. We've got the FA Cup coming up against Solihull. We, we've got another um, Pizza Cup game against against Shrewsbury. So there is still chances for some players to 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 knock on the door. But again, at the minute, I just don't see anyone anyone really doing that. Well, neither do I. Anyway, my my uh, prediction for Tuesday night. Is I'm going to go with Jake. It's two 0 but I'm going to raise him. Going to raise him three nil, and Ooh, I think okay. we're going to have Charlie White with another goal. I think Langley will, Lang, Langley will play, and he'll pop one in, and Will Keen. So that's my okay. prediction. Yeah, I'd love that, Harry. I'd love that prediction to come true. I'd love it. I'd love it too. I'd love it. <laughs> anyway, thank you for joining us on uh, this Sunday afternoon in October. When we're absolutely buzzing because we're riding high. We've got games in hand. Win them. We're clear at the top. Can life get any better? I don't really think so. Up the ticks and let's roll to Tuesday night. Come on.